Welcome to episode 67 of The Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, congrats. Thank you. I'm awesome. Yeah. Store, ch- yeah, store championship win. <laughs> <laughs> it's something. So, fun fact, actually. If um, Sean hadn't randomly messaged me being like, hey, do you are you going to the store championship? To, I wouldn't have even gone because I didn't know what was going on. Oh, you're just like, whatever. Well, there was like, it wasn't promoted very well. And he was wondering if I was going to see if I could borrow him a deck. And I'm like, (laughs) I don't have anything else built. And I was going to borrow him some stuff, but it took him too long to find his shit. So he wasn't able to come. Uh But it's like, I honestly almost didn't come go to the store championship that I wound up winning. And I wouldn't have if he hadn't said something. Funny. Which is kind of like, oh, well, that's sweet. You know, (laughs) but... I won my second playmat with Mr. Nico Bolas on it, which is sweet. Yeah. Because I like Bolas. He is a strictly inferior Yawgmoth, but still fine. You know. He does what he does what he needs to do, so Exactly. Ugh. But Yeah. Alright, well we got a long we got a long one today. Um so we're gonna try Try something different here a little bit with our set review. Um, it's core 2019, so uh, we're obviously doing a set review. And we feel like the last few we've done, we've kind of rushed the end of it. And I yeah. feel like we could talk a lot more on these. Well, you feel like we could talk a lot more on these, and I agree with you. Yes. I so, definitely think we could ramble a lot more if we really wanted to. So, so we're actually going to try doing this as a two-parter um and we'll see we'll see how that goes which this this actually works out perfectly because i'm gonna be out of town for two weekends when we normally record and we'll need episodes for that so (laughs) getting them done in one sitting is better for me yeah it'll this this oddly works out really really well with how life is going to be coming up for everyone so (laughs) but all right so well why don't we dive into it? Core 2019. Uh, John, corsets are back. They are! It's exciting. Uh, I am so corsets. happy to have corsets back. I love corsets. One of my favorite sets ever was M13. Just because it's a great limited format or in general? Yes. Okay, that's fair. Both. I, the, the limited format was great, and like the set in and of itself was awesome. Um, we'll... We'll be talking about a card that premiered in that set, actually, later on, I'm sure. Um, (laughs) But, uh, so, I mean, we're both totally in favor of the corsets coming back, right? Like, I don't think there's any dispute there. No, I'm a huge fan of them because they have a great limited environment. Mm -hmm. And it allows WotC to print cards that might not make sense on a plane, but yeah. you can do whatever the hell you want in the core set, so mm-hmm. you can kind of fuzz stuff a little bit. So, yeah. um, so obviously, so way back in the day when it was like you know X edition or whatever, um, they just you know reprinted a bunch of stuff without thinking too much about the cards. It felt like, but um, <laughs> so then M M ten came around in that era. They printed core sets with new mechanics, everything like that. So. Core 19, the new mechanics we get are nothing. <laughs> Whole lot of zero. Like, 
only evergreen keywords. So what's, what's your opinion on this? Like, that's something that I'm really curious about because I, uh, so I'll start out. I am very in favor of it, actually. Um, one of the custom sets that we were working on uh, for a while was actually a, we did a core set. We're doing a core set type set and um, uh, didn't put any new returning mechanics in it intentionally. And it was really, it was a really fun challenge to like try to build that. As a whole, I'm pro I'm actually I'm relatively fine with it. Like, mm -hmm. I, don't get me wrong, I enjoy seeing old mechanics come back. Oh yeah, because yeah, like but... there's a lot of fun mechanics, right? Like I enjoyed Convoke as the mechanic, but it led to a really really weird limited environment. Yeah. Having only evergreen mechanics results in the game being like this is entirely from a limited standpoint. It's mm -hmm. a it's very much just like good old-fashioned meat and potatoes magic right yeah. like there's nothing fancy going on it's like it's the it leads to like the archetypes and stuff being relatively like flat across the board and like the power level it seems to be a lot more flat mm -hmm. like by not having these weird mechanics like just being pure evergreen is just so easy to understand mm -hmm. and, you know like new players don't have to learn this mechanic that hasn't been seen in you know 10 years when they randomly decide to bring wither back for some ungodly reason or that right like yeah like i think one of the reasons that m13 was so good as a limited format too is because it was kind of that meat and potatoes magic because the mechanic they brought back was exalted yeah which which isn't a mechanic that does weird things really like no not at all there's some you things where it's like oh you you know your attacker gets a bonus if it attacks alone but like that doesn't warp the entire game around it kind of like what convoke did to some degree very much so. Like, yeah. like triplicate spirits was like the end all be all in that format. Oh yeah, that yeah, like, <laughs> it, it just got dirty. <laughs> yeah, like that card was just great. But so I don't. Yeah, I'm I am very positive for for that mechanical aspect of it and everything. Um, how do you feel about the story treatment they're doing for it? So, I need confirmation on that. Okay. None of this is like active story moments, right? Like this is all stuff that happened in the past. Yes, it is all historical story. It's think origins. <laughs> okay, that's that's what I I just wanted to confirm that because there's one card that I wasn't sure about because mm -hmm. it made me think things like, huh? but yeah, like I I like the throwback sets. Like mm -hmm. I like that origins gave us the origin of things, oh, right? Origins like, story was phenomenal in my opinion. Yeah, like, learning the history that goes, like, don't get me wrong, I like the current advancing storylines. I, you know, I like seeing a storyline advance. Yeah. I like knowing the history that, like, led up to this point. Yep. Which is, you know, what Origins gave us, and it's very clearly what this is giving us, which mm -hmm. is just, like, real nifty. There's a lot of cards that actually directly reference old story things that... <laughs> a <la> Origins. <laughs> a la Origins that are like, oh, this card's cool. And, you know, they've also made some cards that are honestly, in my opinion, bad, really cool now. So, yeah, but characters rather, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm yeah, I, I'm actually really in favor of both those like, you know, but we're just a bunch of yes men who like everything they do. So obviously. All right. But I've, I've never had a original thought in my life. I don't know neither have I. I gave those up for Lint. Um <laughs> So you know you're supposed to take them back when Lent is over, right? Oh, well, I give up being nice for Lent too. So 
Look, and I just look where that got you. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, but, okay. You know, let's. Why don't we just dive right into cards? Womp. Because this is what we want to talk about. So, um, all right. I'm going to start out actually. So, favorite effect. Um, so this is this card. Like my primary card here is uh, like when you say the card, it's the whole package. Actually, both. I pick two cards. Um, I have have a first first place and a runner up. So this is my first place one. Um, Liliana's contract. So three black black enchantment at rare. When Liliana's contract enters the battlefield, you draw four cards and you lose four life. At the beginning of your upkeep, if you control four or more demons with different names, you win the game. Like, that's such a sweet, flavorful card. Yeah, especially if, like, you look real close in the background and you can actually see each individual demon. Like, there's silhouettes there. And, like, it's just awesome. I really want to see this card in person. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I'm not quite sure what's going on with like her hair and shit, and I kind of want to get a better view of that. But this, like, tidings was a standard playable card in its time. <laughs> this is a black tidings. Yeah. And then it has a little bit of extra rules text on it that, or oh, you mean the extra flavor text? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's rules text. It's just like you know, it's like the Gideon emblem, you know, where it's like as long as you control the Gideon planeswalker, you can't lose the game. Yeah. That's just rules text. That's not actually a, an effect that the game has. If you ha- opt untap with four different demons in play and you don't win the game, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah. Like, I also randomly really like that this is an enchantment. Like obviously it yeah, has to be because yeah. of that second ability. But I like that you can blink this for value. Oh. That is like, that is spicy. Blink of an eye it back to your hands. I mean you're taking eight, but you know. <laughs> so you spent fourteen mana to draw nine cards. What else yeah. is there to do in life? What else do you want to do in life? Like there is <laughs> nothing else beyond this. <laughs> I suppose. But like you know, it's one of those things. I'm surprised we don't have a card for this yet. I mean, we have um, uh, uh that packed cat card. packed is all I can think about right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what it's actually. Uh, demonic packed. Yeah. yeah. Like, which is that kind probably of... the same artist? Because the the color on this looks very similar. Maybe I'm not sure. I'm um, checking. But real quick. Okay, you can. Um, but like. This just so flavorfully and succinctly like describes that story point. Okay, uh, and I think that's really—I don't know—I love that. I think that's really really sweet. Also, Liliana is the best, and I think she's amazing. Yeah, this guy's art style is really interesting. Like the weird pseudo foggy purple mist floating around it, because he also did the art for uh, the actual Liliana in the play in this set. No, which is interesting. Hmm. Which, fun fact, when I first saw the the Liliana, I read it wrong. I thought she was five mana. She's only four. Okay. Just noticed that. All now. right. So my um, uh, my runner-up is uh, Chromium the Mutable. Uh, four white, blue, black for a legendary creature, Elder Dragon, at Mythic. He's a 7-7. Seven, seven. Flash. This spell can't be countered. Flying. And then he has an activated ability. Discard a card. Until end of turn, Chromium the Mutable becomes a human with base power and toughness. 1-1 one, one, loses all abilities and gains hexproof. It can't be blocked this turn. Like, the whole package of this card is just cool. 
<laughs> like yeah like it just paints this, such a cool picture in your mind this is nezahal done right <laughs> like i'm not a fan of nezahal i'm a fan of this card like yeah obviously the mana cost is a lot more crazy <laughs> but it's not that big of a deal how is, how is like, that crazy i mean don't don't decks just play that mana cost? That's what I was playing for a long time. I mean, white, blue, black is technically more difficult than blue, blue. I know, I'm joking. <laughs> um, also, this is uh, this card is one of the ones I was mentioning when I mentioned when I said that um, it's showing a piece of the story that a lot of people don't know about. Mm-hmm. Where that second uh, or the final ability on Chromium is actually a reference to. Um, Chromium actually had an alter ego, which was a human, that Chromium almost always resided in that form. And I don't remember the specifics of who it was, but like the Chromium interacted with a bunch of people as only a human, and no one knew that they were the same person, Hmm. which is kind of cool. So, very minor but cool little story thing. If you got, if you want to know more specifics, look it up. Yeah, right. Like, I don't know it because I actually don't know the whole Elder Dragons lore stuff because that's that's also back from a time when the story was absolutely impenetrable or non-existent. Yeah. So you know. <laughs> but, yeah. So I don't know. I, it's just one of those cards I read it. And I'm like, I'm like, this card is just cool. Yeah, I'm actually really excited for this card and like control as a like, control finisher. You think it's actually going to be a good card too? I think it is. Like, it's a 7-mana card that basically will end the game eventually. And it's a lot easier to have one card in hand than three. This is true. And, like, some people think that this card's only, like, a finisher in the control mirror. Mm -hmm. I kind of disagree with that. I think this card's just a good finisher in control. It's like, yeah, it's technically, like, its main problem is that it's weak to stuff like Settle the Wreckage. I mean, That's, what isn't, you know, but, you know. <laughs> what creature isn't? A Gideon is weak to settle the wreckage. Yeah. Let's be honest well, here. the only thing that isn't is a walking ballista, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, nothing, I, I just gotta say, nothing feels better than staring at your opponent when you know they have settle the wreckage and seal away in their hand, and you're sitting there with a walking ballista and a constrictor and just ticking it up every turn. It's like, come on, bro, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> I will win. Eventually. Eventually. But cool. What's so, all? John, favorite effect? Uh mine is noticeably more boring. <laughs> I will admit that. <laughs> but it's an but... effect all it's the effect you just want always. <laughs> uh pretty much. Uh mine is Goblin Trash Master. <laughs> Yeah, when I first, I read that wrong the first time I saw it too, I thought it's a taskmaster. Oh no. It, it looks more like a taskmaster. Yeah, it looks like he's gonna beat someone upside the head with a big stick. Uh Goblin Trashmaster is a two colorless red red for a three three with the most beautiful line of text. Other goblins you control get plus one plus one. <laughs> and then you can sacrifice a goblin, destroy target artifact. I mean, not irrelevant, but... No, but it's mainly the fact it's a lord, and this is yep. actually probably going to go Pranko, if I'm completely honest. I need to get this card in foil. <laughs> it's tutorable, repeatable artifact destruction seems gas. This is yeah. the lord I was hoping for to play a goblin deck in 
standard. I'm not really sure about the specifics on that. Plus, it has good flavor text. Yeah. Folks around here are too in love with their contraptions. Does them some good if we smash one every so often. <laughs> like, this guy just looks like a brute. Like, yeah. he's not built like a goblin. No. He's like he... a muscle-bound behemoth. <laughs> like, most goblins, it feels like 50 of them are going to latch onto you and, like, nibble you to pieces. This guy looks like he's going to walk up to you and, like, punch you in the jaw until you die. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a 3-3 goblin, too, so, like... Yeah, so he's automatically bigger than every goblin ever printed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... I'm... I like this card because it's Goblin Lord, and I want goblins to be a thing. I'm not sure if they will. I was going to say, brewing... did, did we do it yet? But... <laughs> The brewing has commenced in the assume. mind of me. So I, I may I may be getting a um uh, a couple wild cards to build some decks <laughs> on arena if we can do it. But make this work. I I all of uh I'll put in the science for sure because I am very curious if we can do goblins. Yeah, I am. I'm super, super curious. Like, yeah. There's so much there. I just don't know if there's enough. And it doesn't help that one of the best goblins printed in recent history, like recent ever, kicks the shit out of other goblins. Yeah. <laughs> like, Goblin Shane Whirler comes down before Goblin Taskmaster, or Trashmaster. <laughs> and then he kills all your 1-1s. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, sad, all my 1-1s is dead. And you play a 3-3 that can't profitably block their 3-3 first strike. <laughs> Taste it. <laughs> but, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. All right. It's a weird-ass format, dude. Who knows? I, ho- I hope we can do it, but... We'll see. Okay. All right, John. <sighs> Favorite art. Uh, all right. I have an honorable mention for this one. Okay. Uh, just because when I, like, I saw it and I just couldn't help but keep staring at it. <laughs> I think I know which one you're talking about. And that's Aegis of the Heavens. Yep. Like, this is literally the first card in the set. Yep. And I saw it and I'm just like, huh. Like, I love the use of colors. I love, like, it's just a really good piece of art. It just grabs your attention super hard. Like, exactly. Like it just—it's so there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't know how else to describe it, but it's like, bam! I'm like looking. I'm like, I I seriously looked. I'm like, is this my favorite art in the set? This is literally the only card I've looked at so far. Is this my favorite art in the set? <laughs> and then you had to back down for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um. My actual favorite art in the set is uh, Angel of the Dawn, which it's not a flashy card at all. Oh, I see why. Yeah. Okay. Like the cards just like just in general just looks nice. Like I love the coloring of it. I love how it's not overtly bright, even though she's in front of the sun very clearly. (laughs) It's like the way the coloring works, like all the weird angels and like the feathers and stuff like. I think there's also spirits flying around her. I'm mm-hmm. not. I can't see it very clearly, but there's weird looking shit going on. Yeah. I don't know. I like the art. She's got like triple D boobs, which I just noticed now, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> like, goddamn. <laughs> but like, I, don't, I also I, don't, I think that's just the dress. Maybe. 
we must study it closer. Okay. Science shows this. <laughs> I also actually really like um the those style of angel wings. With the yeah, fact I do that they, like that really and stuff. Yeah, that really drew my attention. Yeah, like the 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 angles are just really sharp on this, and I just like the art in general. Mm-hmm. So I had to go all the way down to the seventh card in the set to find my favorite art. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As you do. As you do. But okay, so um, I have a runner up as well, or I have two kind of runner ups. I couldn't decide. All right. So, I looked at both these cards, and I just like for some reason they both grabbed my attention, kind of like that Aegis of the Heavens, but in more in slightly more subtle ways. So, and funny enough, both of them are white cards, and both of them have a Johnny in the name. <laughs> so, because of course, a Johnny's Last Stand and a Johnny's Welcome both just like grabbed me super hard. So, a Johnny's Welcome, like when I looked at that card, it's just like for some reason the lights and everything with that card just kind of captured me and just lulled me in some way i don't know it was really weird i just i I like how it i don't know how serene it feels in a weird way the more i look at this card the more i notice and the less i know what the hell is going on right like i'm just gonna say that six pack though yeah (laughs) just kitty cat six pack front and center and then like I don't know. It's just so like the art style just looks weird. I'm honestly not sure what he's doing. Neither am I. But it just kind of, as I said, it just kind of grabs me. Like, like you almost never see a planeswalker straight, straight on either. There's yeah. always they're always at an angle, mm-hmm. and this is just straight on full. Yeah. Like my name's Ashani. Check me out. Okay, here's like, my abs. All right, I guess that's a thing. <laughs> Thanks, but, dude. Yeah. So. <laughs> And a Johnny's Last Stand is very is different. Like you don't get a lot of cards like this either. Like where it's a it's a pulled back action shot. Yeah, this actually reminded me a lot of Crux of Fate when I first saw it. Yeah, kind of, yeah. It's very similar with like you know the humanoid planeswalker in the foreground, and then the yeah. background has like well in this case only one planeswalker doing you know things bolusy things, but it's like. Like this reminded me a lot of that, and this has a, it's another one of those like lots of colors, like the yeah. midnight sky up in the top, going the, to like the dawn at the bottom. Yep, the gradient of colors is just what gets me, and then those tendrils coming out just capture me for some reason. Like yeah, how they go. Very like, good. It does. I don't know everything about how the picture just kind of flows. Like you really get a a sense of feeling with it, but I don't know. I like that. Also, so with this card, like. I mean, we gotta we gotta ask. So, we haven't seen a story yet or anything, right, going forward. But like, are they smoking a Johnny? From what I've heard, this is actually this takes place in the conflux. Okay. This is a Johnny going all Super Saiyan on Bolus in the Shards of Alara story. Oh, okay, cool. I don't know if it's true. That's what I heard. At, like the first time I saw this, I'm like, "Oh God, they're killing! They're killing a Johnny! Why are they doing that? Why?" But I'm pretty sure this is a pre-story moment, which is why the Johnny we have is mono white instead of white green. Fair enough. I, somebody's theory I like really well is that they're killing a Johnny because in this set they're printing his ninth, ninth planeswalker card, and cats have nine lives. 
which would be exceptionally <laughs> like I would I would be a big fan of that. You just would slow clap the would shit be, out of that. I would slow clap the shit out of that. But <laughs> yeah. I I actually I find Ajani barely more entertaining than Gideon. So I'd rather keep Ajani. <laughs> yeah, like in the Dominaria story when like they're talking to each other trying to like out white color identity each other, like it's just like you're, you're just, just like oh my god. It was <laughs> it's it, like it was entertaining. It's like two people standing at a door saying after you over and over and over again. It's like guys. It basically is. And like guys. <laughs> like they don't say anything in the thing, but you can literally through the text hear Liliana's eyes rattling around in her head as she rolls them so hard. <laughs> but <laughs> she's like getting a good view of her frontal lobe. Yeah, it's just like, oh my god. But <laughs> it's entertaining. But yeah, so uh yeah. so yeah, those I'll... are my those are my runner ups. <laughs> I have to mention Ajani's last stand, though. This is a side note. Okay. A uh, friend of mine, Zach. Yep. Uh, he's a really, really big fan of white and green cards. Mm-hmm. Loves Loxodon, uh, the 4-4 four, four for 3 that yep. if you if one makes you discard it, puts in play. I can't remember what it's called. Loxodon, whatever. Loxodon Smiter. He brewed up a white-green list for Modern uh-huh. that plays for Loxodon Smiter four of Johnny's last stand and four of another card that you get and four um obstinate Bayloff. And he's like, I just want to play against Mono Liliana all day every day. Just put all this shit in for free off like, of it. Which is this, just like do this. the most like the concept of that deck is like batshit insane, but by God, when you run into that one guy who just loves his Liliana the Veil he will cry. Hey, like free mind twist, right? <laughs> mind uh, twist you. Boom, dump your hand. <laughs> Bam! Mono four fours. Go. Go. <laughs> oh, sorry. I untap. You mind twisted me at sorcery speed. Yes. Kill you. <laughs> Too good for legacy. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about your batshit... <laughs> your batshit number one. So, this card... Is just magic doesn't have enough humor in it. <laughs> like it just needs silly things every once in a while, and like you know, I get unsets exist and stuff like that, but they just need to throw some like fun stuff in real sets every now and then, in my opinion. Yes. So my favorite art is actually Thud, <laughs> which yes, which is basically well, it is a one mana sorcery speed fling. Yes. And it is literally a picture of a goblin chipping at a rock with a giant beast <laughs> gonna fall on him. <laughs> Just... uh, squish. Squish. <laughs> I just saw the art, I'm like, oh my god, I love it. It's just it's it's just so great. Like the art honestly, like the art in and of itself is it's nothing special. Like no, you know, it's it like jump out or anything. It's like like it's good art, but it's just like they just captured the essence of what the card needs to be, and I just uh, it's just beautiful. Yeah, like I have to give some respect to Kep Walker. Like he's he's been a mainstay for freaking ever in Magic. He yeah. does so much. Like he has art that dates all the way back to Mirage. Yep. He has a very specific art style that I don't usually find. Like it doesn't attract me to it mm-hmm. like it's not really my thing there's a lot of it's 
it's a very old art style to my mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you date back to Mirage, like... Yeah, like, and his art style hasn't changed terribly much, and Thud shows that very, very well. Yep. But, but damn. It's exactly <laughs> what it needs, too. Like, this is, like, the perfect name for this art. Isn't it? Like, <laughs> like all this art yeah. is missing is, like, a goblin, like, up a cliff somewhere, like, looking over, like, giggling. Well, basically, the flavor text hints at that, too. Yes. So, like, <laughs> there we go. Like, we... <laughs> it's like... Uh, thud. Yep. Squish. It, beautiful. I don't know. It's just... God damn. It's the little things in life sometimes. <laughs> or or the, <sighs> or the big things falling on the little things, but... <laughs> the very big things falling on the little things. That poor goblin. <laughs> It's literally why they exist is to have giant things crush them. But uh, it, there's a lot of truth to that. <laughs> <laughs> that poor goblin. <laughs> poor goblin. Yeah, I'm sure he does. I mean, <laughs> I doubt goblins carry around a lot of money. He probably is poor. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey. hey. <laughs> All right. So. What's it? <laughs> next. <laughs> next card. Cards. The card we want to draft the most. If your deck was 23 of this, you'd be perfectly happy. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, you want to take it mine, away? Mine I wouldn't be, but I know. I'd accept five. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, my first one is um, kind of weird, but I like it. Uh, my first one is Demanding Dragon. Is a 5-5 flyer for three colors, red, red. And when Demanding Dragon enters the battlefield, it deals five damage to target opponents unless that player sacrifices a creature. Nice. So, I think they finally made a not-shit Punisher card. <laughs> Maybe. Like, so, worst-case scenario, your opponent, like, sacks a goblin token to this mm -hmm. i guess or like alana or else or something like your opponent sacks is most likely just going to sack the worst creature they have yeah. right mm -hmm. i think that's relatively fine because you're still killing your creature it's like playing any mm -hmm. other sacrifice you know like card like that yep. the difference is you're keeping a creature mm -hmm. which i think is very relevant with this card you oh, still yeah. have a bomb flyer you have, you have a five five body like a five five flyer for five is just still good and if they choose to not sack something, it effectively has haste and vigilance for one turn. Because mm -hmm. you just uh, hug them for five. And as someone who drafts Lava Axe way more than I reasonably should, I almost put Lava Axe on this list. Because uh, I over I overdraft Lava Axe, which, fun fact, can redirect to a Planeswalker now. Oh, really? That It, it does that, huh? It you, does. Can target, you can target Planeswalkers? Ten. <laughs> I almost put Lava Axe on this list, but I decided that the Demanding Dragon is just a strictly better Lava Axe, so I should probably put it on. I mean, pretty close. Yeah, like I'm, I'm a fan of the Demanding Dragon, um, because of value. Mm -hmm. And then the other card that I want to mono draft everything always, um, is actually a reprint. Yes. It is color shifted. Oh, it is a rarity shifted, you mean? 
it is or sorry it is rare it is rarity shifted to a rare from an uncommon because back in rise of the eldrazi a seven seven for seven trample that gained you seven life into the battlefield and drew you a card when it died was actually relatively weak compared to the rares of Eldrazi. Yes. <laughs> but in a standard core set, Palaka Worm deserves to be a rare. Yeah, the value worm is just good. Everything about Palaka Worm is just gas. Like Yeah. Yeah, it costs triple green. It's four it's four colors and three green. Like I said, seven seven trample. But it stabilizes you when it, when you enter the battlefield because it gives you a blocker and gains you seven life. So it even mm-hmm. like the fact you were taking the time to ramp up to it, it helps you stabilize from there. And then if your opponent ever deals with it, you draw a card. So it's at least a two for one, or they die. Yeah, <laughs> like it's Blocko Worm is just a good card. <laughs> that card is really good. Like it's one of those cards that like if I'm ever just like making some dumb casual green deck or something like that, that card just ends up in there. Absolutely, like, and I just—I also love saying the name Palaka. Palaka, laka, laka, laka. I don't—I don't know why, but like Palaka just sounds great. I love—I love the name Palaka. Yeah, and the art's also pretty okay. It's not exceptional by any means, but it's pretty good. Yep. So many eyes on that thing. <laughs> yeah. So you—you you pick two rares, huh? I pick two rares because I'm if I'm gonna think magical Christmas land, I'm gonna be magical Christmas land. Okay. Well I picked uncommons. So, like like a reasonable person. Yeah. Alright. So I have I have kind of a runner up that's not really this card, but just this card existing. I have a little hope, even though I don't think this card really pushes it over the edge. Um Enigma Drake. Yeah, buddy. Like, blue red, blue red spells. Sign me up. Thank you very much. I just hope that's a thing. All day, every. Always day. been a fan. Always will be a yeah. fan. The card's just sweet. Exactly. So, honestly, the card I just want every single one of them. Not a single one will make it past me. I will see one like tenth pick and pivot into the color. Uh, is mana war? Sorry, exclusion mage. <laughs> <laughs> I read this, like, when I first saw this card, I'm like, why didn't they just print Mana War? <laughs> uh, I think because Mana War is required, like, is not a May. Oh. And it can I, target your own creatures. So you can't, I, you can't play Mana War into an open board. Alright, that makes board. sense. Yeah. So it is, it is weird, like. I, I thought it was some way of trying to put, like pseudo push wizards some more like you know like the casual kitchen Maybe. top players now they can have a three mana wizard that bounces stuff as well as a four mana one so aether because adept of the one is crying yeah, the... yeah i also was confused why it wasn't aether adept and i never remembered aether adept was double blue yeah aether adept is double blue which i'm a i i don't think aether adept needed to be double blue for any legitimate reason so i'm fine with this yeah Although Aether Adept did have really good art. It had really fine art. <laughs> I like the wispiness of it. It was good, but... I mean, I liked, I played Aether... I like Aether Adept. I've played that card way more than I should. But... Because Aether Adept. Yeah, because it's it's Manowar. So now I get, like, actual Manowar. I'm happy. Like, this, this is just everything I've ever wanted. 
Like, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, the only thing that would be better is if when I cast it, it also brainstormed, but you, know, you can't have everything. <laughs> mythic, mythic rare ETB on summon a creature brainstorm. Mm-hmm. I, know, I wonder how much mana that would have to cost. I'd pay all of it. But, I mean, I, anybody who's read the set, like, this is just not a surprise for me, I'm sure. No, I, w- I w- was expecting it to be either this or Divination. <laughs> or Divination. I love Divination, but, like, creatures that do things are just better in draft for me to some degree but yeah plus you know you play up you draft as many of these as you can so then your divinations can find you these the divinations is a common this is an uncommon yeah Yeah. priorities priorities also fun fact i almost put frilled sea serpent on this list just because i love big dumb idiot serpents that can make (laughs) themselves unblockable okay all right That's like my favorite thing about blue more than literally anything else is big, dumb sea creatures that just don't do enough for their mana cost, but they're cool. I think I don't get it. I don't get why that pull that that's the thing that pulls me into blue is like big, dumb fish. And all (laughs) I want is like brain geyser, but. I know. You want to draw all the cards. I want to play a bunch uh, of big dumb fish. Yeah. Okay. Let's be honest. You ha- you ha- you you like the better blue cards. I know. I like fish. I uh, like yes. Okay. I I should go fishing one of these days. All right. So, card card you expect or want to show up in an eternal format. So, the card I picked is relatively low-hanging fruit. <laughs> um, I picked Isolate. I thought it was interesting that this is the one that you chose as your low-hanging fruit, actually. Really? Why? Uh, because of Infernal whatever the hell. I mean, fair. I feel like, I, I feel like, bo- like both of those are basically the same thing to me. Like, yes. I, like, this is slightly less low-hanging fruit, in my opinion, than the Infernal, whatever the hell it's called. I can't remember right now, even though... I think we... Infernal Judgment? Is that what it Something is? Something like that. Infernal Reckoning. Infernal sorry. Reckoning, okay. Yeah. I mean, so. it's it's not impossible that this card shows up. No, not at all. I was actually thinking real hard about this card. Yeah. So, I suppose, tell people what it does. Okay, so, Isolate. One, it's a white mana, instant. Exile target permanent with converted mana cost one. <laughs> I mean, it's that rare. Um, I mean, this this hits a lot of a lot of relevant things. the The really awkward thing is that um, it can't hit a chalice on one. No, <laughs> and neither can the demonic thing. Yeah. Which is really funny. So, like, you're just locked out of it anyways. But, like, so, but this this hits some, uh, oh, gosh, now I'm having a complete stroke. Uh, Aether Vial. Um, you know, it hits Deathrite Shaman. It hits, there's, there's a lot of one mana things that we care about. I don't know if we put them in a deck with, like, this goes in a deck to counter those. But... It exists, you know. 
Yeah, having this as an option is really interesting. Like, when I first saw it, I was thinking for a long time about how good this card actually is. I was primarily thinking about from a modern standpoint. Yeah. And I don't think it's good enough for modern, but it's kind of close. Like, it hits so many things, but doesn't hit so many others that it's really awkward. I mean... It hits it hits some like some relevant things, but yeah, it misses a lot of the other ones. Like I mean it hits Death Shadow, which is something, but then it misses every yeah, other like, card in the so, deck. Yeah, my thought process was it hits Death Shadow but nothing else. Yep. It hits Goblin Guide and Grim Lava Mancer and Monastery Swift Sphere, but it doesn't hit Eidolon. Yep. And like there's all these things it does hit, and I'm not sure if that makes it worth boarding it in or not. Yeah, I'm not sure but either. But it was I, but the fact that it also is um uh it's permanent, not just creature, is something. Like I said, being able to yes. hit Aether Vial is good, you know? Yeah, like, I was wondering about that in regard... I was trying to think of, like, uh, Vintage, but unfortunately it doesn't quite get there in Vintage. Yeah, yeah. Because you can only hit a Soul Ring. Only. Which is which is sweet, but not good enough. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I've been thinking about this a lot. It's it's another one of those cards that's like, yeah, I need to get a playset of this. Oh, yeah, I think you do. I don't know for what, but I need a playset of this. And then... And just... Oh, sorry. No, continue. I would say, just because we were talking about it, we probably should mention it. Uh, oh, the, inf- the, Infernal yeah. Rec- the Infernal Reckoning card. Mm-hmm. It's one black instant. Exile target colorless creature. You gain life equal to its power. Oh, yeah, that's a creature. I, for some reason, I was thinking that was permanent, but... Yeah, no, that one's just it does creature. specify creature. If it was permanent, you could nuke lands with it. Oh, that is true. I don't yeah. think they want to print a one one mana sinkhole. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, like this, I mean, this does things, you know. Yeah, this card is very. Creatures. Yeah, this card is very clearly a plant. Yeah, oh yeah, the, I, I, Rosewater specifically said it on his blog too. He's like, yeah, like, like somebody like, asked this, him flat out. <laughs> like this exists for modern. Yep. Because, duh, yep. we're not bringing Eldrazi back, hopefully, anytime soon. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, I could I, I could legit see this as a sideboard card against, um, like, like in, you know, because a lot of people bring in Ceremonies Rejection against those decks, but not everyone plays blue. This gives people a mono-black answer to those yeah. decks, which is nice. But that is nice. So, um, so. The other card I have is another kind of low-hanging fruit. Um, is Mistcaller, a single blue for a 1-1 creature merfolk wizard. Uh, It has an activated ability, sacrifice Mistcaller until end of turn if a non-token creature would enter the battlefield and it wasn't cast, exile it instead. This card. This this is a card. This is... Yeah, like, if you play fish, this card needs to be in your sideboard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't... I don't know how many, but this card needs to be in your sideboard. Mm -hmm. Like, we have Containment Priest, Mm -hmm. which is only legal in Legacy, but and it's white, but and sees but it sees play in Legacy, which it basically has this exact effect, except Mm -hmm. it's an ETB exile instead of a sacrifice, which means you can just play this early and beat your opponent to death with your lords until they do something broken, (laughs) like. That's relevant. Yeah, like this. Like, this is super relevant. Like this card is just like it's real interesting. Like this versus Curse Catcher. 
like which you actually want more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I could see there being a situation where it's like, well, I'm just not going to play Master of Waves and I'm just going to play both of these or something like yeah. that. Like, I, like, I don't think this card is main deckable. It doesn't have enough utility, but I do think the card is worth sideboarding. Yeah, I think it's one of those cards that will probably shift depending on what the meta looks like at the time. Yeah, very much so, which I like cards like mm-hmm. that. You know? yeah. I don't like cards that are auto-includes. I like it when there's options. Yeah, I, I agree so. 100%. So, yeah, this card is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that was more low-hanging fruit there, but... All right, John, Yeah, what do you got? You you have, um, uh, I'm sure, some more low-hanging fruit, right? Kind of? So, my main one is actually very speculative. Okay. Um, it is called Milita Bugler, which... I mean, the dude has a bugle. Congratulations to him, yes. Yeah. It is two colors and a white for a 2-3 with Vigilance. And when it enters the battlefield, look at the top four cards of your library. You may reveal a creature card with power two or less from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in, any, in a random order. So, Modern has a new decadence <laughs> called Humans. This gentleman is a human. Uh-huh. This gentleman can find literally every single card in the deck except for one with this. What one is that? It cannot find a Mantis Rider. Okay. And I suppose if you're playing that version, you also can't find a Restoration Angel. But this card can find literally any of the others. And I don't know if it's good enough, but it might might be yeah. i mean so how how good is like would the deck just play a, a, a three mana two three draw a card uh some lists do play dark confidence okay which this is obviously more expensive but it also lets you pick what you want yep like which could be more powerful mm-hmm. than you know slowly drawing your way into things yeah. I, I mean, I i'm not sure question yeah like that was my main thing is like is this good enough as it is but like it has it fits the main the main two criteria is it has to have an, it has to do something the turn it comes into play yep so which we, this does we check that box and it has to be a human which it checks that box which which this does like that is literally the criteria of every card in that deck the only thing that doesn't necessarily do something because the turn it comes into play is aether vile and noble hierarch which those ca- those cards are broken yeah. <laughs> like we'll allow it. sure accepted both of them die to isolate true <laughs> actually killing isolate might be really good against infect oh gosh it yeah. kills kills half the creatures yeah i'm not sure that's interesting hmm. okay <laughs> but um yeah so like like i said i'm not a hundred percent sure if this is good enough but but it it's likely might be yeah I'll, it'll be interesting to find out like you would be would you be more surprised if it doesn't show up I'm not sure because there's not a lot of flex in that human's deck. Okay. Like, 
it's more of a if if I do see it, I'm not gonna be like, well, that's shocking. But if I don't see it, I'll probably just forget the card even exists because that's how my mind works. Like the card could very easily see play, especially since the reason why humans is so powerful is like the reason why the humans deck plays four uh, phantasmal image is recursive use of your bullets in whatever matchup you're mm-hmm. in. This card lets you find those bullets. Yeah. And I think that's very relevant. Yeah. yeah. Especially when you, like I said, you're playing cards like Aether Vial, so you can put this into play off Aether Vial and then cast said bullet. Mm-hmm. Or, or it doesn't uh, have the bullet in your hand for Aether Vialing in. Yeah. I mean, it works both ways, you know, more than likely you're, you know, but... Yeah. I'm a fan. I think it could do a lot of cool stuff. So, so what else you got? Uh, another thing that I thought was worth mentioning is um, Remorseful Cleric. Cards that go in decks that play small white creatures, huh? Yeah. Who'd have thought? <laughs> uh, so, Colorless and a white for a 2-1 flying spirit cleric at rare. Sacrifice Remorseful Cleric. Exile all cards from target player's graveyard. So <laughs> this, this is one of those bullets, isn't it? <laughs> this we've talked about it before. I love Court of Calling decks. I love toolbox decks. Mm-hmm. This this card, like I don't know if it's better than Scavenging Use, but I would love to play a one-one split on them. Yeah, like because sometimes you just need to go nuclear. Yeah, exactly. Like. Aether violing this in and wiping somebody's graveyard or courting and wiping someone's graveyard is just like, yeah. Like, this could do so much, and I think it's real, real tempting as a result. Yeah. I mean, plus it's also a 2-1 flyer, so it actually, like, you know. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know, I already play Selfless Spirit in, in this, or I played Selfless Spirit in the main deck of Kiki Cord, mm-hmm. and, you know, and it was a 2-1 flyer, which was very relevant a lot oh, of yeah. the time. I mean, and like, you know... We, we'll ride 2-1s to victory. <laughs> gladly. 2-1 <laughs> with, with upside, deal yep. resolves. But... So. Yeah, and like, it's just... It's also just a very well-designed design card. Mm-hmm. Like, I like 2-1 flying spirits with minor upside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. They just strike a good chord with me. I'm a fan, yeah. so you're a fan of spirits, huh? Kind of. Okay. Which brings me to my third card that I want to talk about. Supreme Phantom. Colorless and a blue for a one three flying spirit at rare. Other spirits you control get plus one plus one. I think this card is less likely to show up in Eternal Play than the other two. Mm-hmm. But I would be remiss if I didn't bring up Caleb Durward's deck that he literally put on the map, which is Modern Bant Spirits. Mm-hmm. The deck, pretty much only he can ever win with it. <laughs> but the deck can do some broken things and having a two mana lord when the only other lord in the deck is Drogskull ca- captain uh-huh. 
could make a difference. I don't know, but it's interesting to think about, and I'm really excited to see what he does. Yeah, with I was it. gonna say, I'm like, we'll just have to see what he does with it because yeah, like none of us are gonna. Be I able am to. not working on that shit. Like <laughs> I've thought about building his deck, but then I've seen so many other other people fail with it, and like he just sees the lines other people don't with that deck, and it's just you know. It's very, very evident that he made that deck. That is his deck. He will do what he wants with that deck. <laughs> which is crush people. Yeah. So sweet. I thought I I felt like it was necessary to mention that. So So that is all for the episode for this week. Uh, if you want to catch the next part, it will be out next next week as we continue our set review as we said at the beginning of this we are kind of extending it so we don't have to rush ourselves give ourselves a little bit more time to actually say what we want so uh if you want to follow us on twitter we are the local meta pc if you want to catch fletcher stream he streams on twitch tv slash beware llamas and i'm irrelevant you can't find me anywhere so deal with it and our email is thelocalmeta at gmail.com. Ah, close. Since you grabbed all that. <laughs> I knew I was missing something, but... <laughs> How does it feel to pretend to be cool? Uh, it's all right. All right. But we'll catch you next time. Bye.